Hello and welcome to the Lean Girl Fitcast, your place for mindset and motivation mastery on your fat loss and fitness journey. Today's episode, we are unpacking a interesting topic where we are talking about how we truly, truly detach our happiness from either a number on the scale or a certain way we're wanting to look in the mirror. And so this is actually part two where we are getting into a really practical um technique that you can use when you hop out of bed, you jump on that scale, and perhaps the numbers are not what you had hoped them to be. Or perhaps you walk past the mirror and you think, oh my God, I ain't looking too hot. So what is it that we can do in that moment? And so in episode one, we spoke about a really important perspective shift and really how crazy and absurd it is to be putting our happiness on these external goals. It is a moving target that is always changing. And we spoke about why we wrongly attribute reaching that specific number or that goal to being happy, right? And then, I mean, just like many things in our lives, there, I'm sure there's there are other goals that you have tried to reach. And when you get there, you're like, hold on. I don't even, maybe there's a moment of happiness. And then of course we have set our eyes on something else. So I think that this applies to fat loss and fitness, but to so many other areas of our lives. So what we want to get into today um, is really how to make this practical, how to manage those emotions and how to start having that shift happen. So I am joined once again by my husband, Gilan Gork, who is an expert mentalist and speaker who travels the world, teaching people about mindset, about motivation, about mindfulness, and how to still be successful without all the suffering that comes alongside that. Um, And so he's going to be sharing his practical mindset tools with us today and yeah, just having a mindful moment in regard to fitness and fat loss, because I think there's such a huge gap there, right? We even know what to do. That's what I teach. I teach the science and I teach the practical stuff, which of course everybody needs to know. But then where is that gap between us moving into action? And I, that's why I'm excited about our podcast. So yeah, just having that step-by-step process. We hear all the time, have uh, have the right mindset or be mindful. And we actually not sure how to put that into practice. And I use the term practice because it is, it's a skill. Um, it's uh, its not that people are either born with this ability, you know, with like some type of character or you're not, you know, mm. it's uh, this is something that we can develop. And so I'm excited on this episode following our previous one um, to really talk about the step-by-step process. Yes. So if you missed that one, I would really recommend you first head back to episode number one. Episode number one. And yeah. you can check that out because I think that, that understanding is key. And now we're going to talk about how that perhaps that realization that that you had from that first episode, how do we keep bringing that back? Because we know that things, they take kind of reminding, you know, it's a reconditioning. I, I always love that analogy that you use. If you imagine that you're on a ski slope and every time you go down the slope, it's making a bit of a, a what do you call it? Making tracks. Making tracks in the snow. And we've been doing this, the same thing, our entire lives, right? So that's... Habitual thinking. That track is really, really deep and strong in the snow. So we... If we do want to change direction, we really, it does take a bit more effort, right, over time and slow, but slowly but surely we can change our thinking. Yes. And so we've got this habitual thinking and, and 
therefore habitual beliefs or strong beliefs. You know, a belief is just an idea that we have a sense of certainty about. If it's a strong belief, we've got a strong sense of certainty. And so we've got this belief, and this is what we were talking about in episode one, um, the strong belief that our happiness will be found outside of ourselves. When I hit that number on the scale, when I look a certain way, when I reach a certain level of success or when people think of me a certain way, we're always thinking that it lies there. And that's just a bad habit of thinking. But it was caused um, in a pretty innocent way when we were younger and we wanted something. And in that seeking, we were you know, not happy. And, um, and then we got that thing. And in that moment that we got it and we stopped seeking, we allowed actually uh, the, the state of happiness and peace that's already inside of us. We just allowed it to shine through, mm. but mistakenly attributed that happiness to the attainment of that thing. So mm. now how do we actually use that in a practical way when we are in a difficult situation where we've got those negative emotions? Mm. What is that process that we can use? Mm. And, um, and so why don't you take us through what that experience is like uh, from your perspective uh, on a fat loss journey? Oh, yes. I mean, I think this is something I, I have worked a lot on um, over the years. And I must say I was a total slave to the number on the scale. And even as you would know, my goals have changed. And now I'm actually trying to build muscle, right? So how about that? Changing the goal to, oh, I wish the number was lower to now I wanted to actually... Um, go up, you know, and it's just such interesting old ways of thinking that have made me feel so hesitant. And I've really had to practice that. So I think it would be really helpful for us to walk through, okay, here I am. I ate a cheeseburger last night. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> here I am. I hop out of bed. I stand on the scale and the numbers are not what I would have liked them to be. I've worked really hard this week, perhaps. I've actually been training quite hard. And I'm like, what the hell? This is so freaking annoying. It is so frustrating. I feel like I'm doing the right things. Um, I'm putting in, you know, the work. And yeah, I definitely had expected the numbers to go down. So I'm feeling really down. And I'm actually feeling like I need to maybe eat my feelings. <laughs> eat your feelings. Okay, so look. We already know from other discussions that we've had, and I know it's not in the scope of this discussion, so we won't spend time on it. I'm sure you'll probably have other episodes and on your Instagram, you speak a lot about what are the different reasons why perhaps the scale is up. And so there's all technical reasons. Maybe you drank more water. Maybe you had something that was salty last yeah, night and it's retaining. Or, um, yeah. all, all kinds of reasons. And we're not going there. The point yeah. is we still have the same um, response, an automatic response that we see the number is different to what we'd want it to be um and or maybe we look in the mirror and we're looking a little bit bloated someone or, takes a photo of you and you're like damn exactly exactly and uh, and we have this automatic emotional response um and so what do we do when that when that happens when that bad pattern of uh, of thinking happens the first thing to do is to just switch into observer mode or like mm. scientist mode right mm. like you we need to switch from being swept away by the torrent of emotions to being able to actually climb out the river of emotion, stand on the riverbank, and be able to go like, okay, there's these emotions flying, going past. Let mm. me inspect what's ha actually happening here. Mm. So there's got to be the motivation to want to intervene, mm. right? Mm. That That is kind of the first facet of, of mindfulness. Now, I'm assuming that 
the next time you step on the scale and let's say you, you know you're reminded of this episode because the the number's not as far down as what you had hoped you're going to feel upset let's say you're going to feel unhappy and at that moment just remember to switch from uh, uh, being the experiencer of that emotion to being the observer of that emotion hmm. that's the okay. first step step number one become the observer become and that will observer. be your trigger your trigger will be scale observer scale emotion yes let's just say emotion negative yes. emotion observer yes okay now you're the observer the first thing i want you to observe and i want you to maybe and just think of this in your mind and and as you're listening to this why don't you go through this and imagine this as well because if you can actually feel these emotions and play along with this um it'll be good practice so you you, you get out of bed you stand on the scale the number is not what you had wanted just what are you feeling? Let's start there. I'm feeling frustration. I'm feeling perhaps a bit of sadness and, yeah, disappointment. Right. Shall we call all of that together unhappiness? Yes. <laughs> Equals. Just, let's just she's say unhappiness. She's an unhappy Sally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I totally relate to that uh, in terms of my, my journey as well. Um, so... Now you're feeling that unhappiness. First thing we do when we feel the unhappy emotion is? We're observer. Observer. And, yeah. now, and, and so what we're going to observe is two different parts of every emotion, right? So actually what we can do is to split that emotion. There's two parts to an emotion. There's, this, there's the physical sensation in our body, mm -hmm. and then there's the story behind that sensation, now, both are really interesting. And in fact, what neuroscience shows is that so often we'll have the same bodily state, but a different story for different emotions that are even polar opposites. For example, we could be feeling really nervous and that's got a certain story in terms of what's causing us to feel nervous or anxious. Mm. But actually what they show in brain scans is that the same parts of the brain are lighting up for excitement. I've heard that it's actually. Just the story yes. is different. Yes. Right, just the story is different. So let's just start just so that we can be able to hold space for that emotion because often emotions feel uncomfortable, so we want to push them away. So the first thing we're going to do is just to observe how does that emotion feel if we remove any resistance to it. So let's just not focus on the story and, and just imagine, just say to yourself, all right, if, if I remove resistance from this, I'm no longer resisting the emotion, what does just that raw sensation feel like in your body of that unhappiness? I would feel like, I, I guess, physically, I would feel something in my chest, almost like an uneasiness. Yeah. All right. So an uneasiness is not a sensation. You could say even uneasiness will have a physical have sensation, emotion. almost like an energetic signature. It's like, what is it? Like a bit of a tingling or a bit of a... Yeah, I would say maybe a bit of a tingling, a tingling or a tightness. All right, could yeah. be both. You might yeah. feel a bit of a tightness and a bit of a yeah, a like a a it does feel like almost like a resistance, like Ugh. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but if we remove, but if we remove resistance, because resistance yes. is psychological, yes. right? If you remove resistance, what is the physical sensation? So you say tingling and maybe a bit of like a maybe a bit of a tightness. Yeah, it's not nothing actually. Okay, it doesn't feel hectic. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Is that um, when you actually think about that, like, is that any? more painful or different maybe you know i'm using painful but as like you got your legs crossed over here like is it any different to the sensation of your one leg crossed over your other leg there's a bit of 
tightness there or maybe a bit of tingling. Is that something that actually really disturbs you? Is that going to really harm you? No. Is that something that you could uh, that you could live with for a while? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel bad actually. Not it like yeah, it almost seems insignificant. Yeah, it's like the, the physical, same the physical experience. Exactly. It's there, you can notice it and it can live there for a while. It's fine, you know? Um it's it's you you could get used to it. Okay. Once we've diffused the emotion a little bit with that with 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 uh, in terms of the physical sensation, then we can look at the story mm. behind that. So what is the story that you're telling yourself when you've seen that scale? Uh, uh, you know, it's not where you want it to be. You feel that unhappiness. What is the story behind that? I imagine if I have to think back to Angie 2019, um, I guess the story would be that um, I can't make a change. I'm not okay. I'm not able to do this. I don't have the motivation. I guess there's also, you know, something we've discussed before is the level of acceptance from other people, right? And how we also, we care what other people think, whether it's direct, in, directly or indirectly. Um, I guess the reason why most of us want to change, if we really unpack that, it's because we want to be loved and accepted, right? Right. And you are putting your happiness, I suppose, in that apparent love and acceptance that you that you think to yourself, okay, like, and 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 so that love and acceptance is like if you if you got a um, compliment from someone one day, you would feel loved and accepted. You feel amazing about yourself, right? Have a good day. Yeah. So yeah. so so what I'm hearing you say there is that your happiness. Part of the story is that um, if the number was at a certain, if the scale was at a certain number, then I would be happy, mm. right? And right. you've got all of these reasons why you think that is. Each one of those is a separate story. But yes. so immediately we can see that we're placing, you're placing your happiness in an external thing. Mm -hmm. Now we can, let's interrogate this a little bit. Now it's not to say, by the way, that, you know, when you're doing this on the spot that you're going to have to go through all of this. Mm. We're just deconstructing it now and then we'll give like a, I'll give like a short way to access this, but yes. we're just getting that underlaying, that understanding. So there's two things that are wrong. We've already discussed how if we think that something outside of ourselves is going to manufacture some form of happiness, that is an illusion. Yes. Because actually, um, we already know now that happiness is something that's already inside of us, but we cloud it, we obscure it with the seeking of. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you know, maybe tomorrow it will hit the number that you want and then you'll be temporarily happy until you start seeking the next thing. Yes, because right? you've decided I will be happy when. So when that matches and for that moment you don't want something other than what it is, yeah. you're okay. It's not really the scale, right? No. And like you think that you want to look a certain way, but that's not really what you want. Because what if I said to you, well, you could weigh this for the rest of your life, but let me tell you, you're going to be depressed as anything you are going to feel like you've got no motivation you're going to never feel you're going to always feel a sense of lack you're going to feel like a total imposter you're going to be worried all the times you know suspicious about what are people thinking about you and you are just going to be you are going to suffer every single day but you will look that way would do you still want to look that way no thank you no right yeah. so we think that we want 
We think that we want, yeah, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, I want to earn a certain amount of money, right? It's like that's another number that we chase. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, I can have you win the lotto. You could get your dream job. But you know what? You're going to hate every single day of working. And you're going to be stressing every single day, like, um, wh what am I going to do with my money? How am I going to uh, not lose my money? Who was trying to take my money? There's, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. You will be so depressed and unhappy. But you'll have that number in your bank account. Mm. Do you still want that number in the bank account? No. no, so it's the that's, same thing with the number on the scale. I think that that's really an important one to realize that what we are seeking with all of these outside things, including the body, including the number, is happiness. Is happiness. Which, if we forget the resisting, the desiring, the seeking, it's... It's already it's inside already of you. Right. So, another way to think about this, we're just making a good strong case here, is let's say that... Um, the Kardashians. I don't know. I don't watch the Kardashians, but mm -hmm. let's just, I, I know that he they will, start lots of trends. He will not right? watch the Kardashians with me, unfortunately. <laughs> so let's say that the Kardashian family suddenly start deciding that actually they want to look a certain way. And let's say that it is what society would call overweight, mm -hmm. whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now it becomes trendy. Mm. Now other celebrities are starting to... Um, to be a, that certain weight and there's that certain look and, and so on. And, and so let's imagine that right now you're looking in the mirror, right? And let's say that you're not the way you want to look, right? Mm -hmm. But the Kardashian, everyone else, like that's the trend. And actually everybody is saying that looks really, that's really sexy and cool. And mm. mm. how would you quickly, still feel the same way, right? Yeah. How quickly your goal moves. Right now, suddenly, okay. Maybe I need to put on a few kilos. <laughs> suddenly, you want the scale to be going in the opposite direction. Exactly. Right? That, like now, I actually want to look the certain way because, and again, that's just proof that it's not the scale. It's not the way we look. What we're really looking for is to feel okay, okay. inside. Mm. We're just wanting to feel okay inside, mm. and, and we're putting that in all these external things, and all these external things are changing. Yeah. And 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 then and even if they weren't changing, it's like okay, well maybe being a certain look is the thing that doesn't change. But then we think that when we get there, it's going to make us happy. We get there, and then we're just unhappy about something else, right? Yeah. It's, it's always changing direction. So where is where is the happiness then? It, it, when you when you when you when you're sitting there, or standing there on the on the scale. And you realize that the story you're telling yourself is that your happiness is in the attainment of some external thing, whether it be a compliment or the number on the scale or a certain look. Where are you placing your happiness in that moment? Yeah, on something external, on something outside of myself, which is, as we've just unpacked, it's always changing. It's, it's kind of crazy, actually. Okay. So I, I just re-asked you that question. I repeated that on purpose yes. because that's something that we're going to talk about, which is a self-inquiry in just a moment. So now we've deconstructed, we've split that emotion, right? And totally diffused it because we've realized that the way it feels in our body, we can handle that. That's totally cool. Mm. The second thing that we've realized is that actually the story behind that yeah. is a delusion. It's totally... We need to check that story. We're just cre if I follow that story, it is creating even more um, suffering. And so the last step then is to let go of the seeking and the resisting. And uh, letting go of that of that emotion, and of this, and of the, the way that we let go of that emotion is not to try and push it away because that again is just more seeking and avoiding and resisting. It's actually just letting it be. And so letting it be means uh, it's an attitude or stance of like, hey, 
unhappiness. <laughs> hey, seeking and resisting. Mm. Um, welcome to the party. I can feel you in my body and um, because remember, you're the observer, right? So I can feel you in my body and it's totally cool. Feel free to stick around. Uh, I can see the story. The story is just thoughts, right? You observe your thoughts. Mm. You're not your thoughts. You're observing your thoughts. And we have wild thoughts every single day about a whole bunch of stuff. that wild, we. That's not true. Wild thoughts all the time. <laughs> all we, the time. It's all crazy inside. Not all of our thoughts are true, we, but yes. we, they're there, right? Yes. And so this is so we can see the story. I acknowledge your story, right? Cool. Feel free to stick around. But uh, I know that that's not true. And what we find is that when we're able to just let it be, we uh, those clouds of seeking and resisting dissipate faster and we start to feel that uh, that inherent that just that default that background state of mm. peacefulness mm. of completeness mm. uh, of happiness mm. um starts to shine through as those clouds disappear from the sky that beautiful sky mm. starts to and we start to feel that and you will bounce back and make the best decisions when you feel that Right, because as I as I mentioned, I think in the previous episode, the scale can be a fantastic tool. You know, taking photos in the mirror can be a fantastic tool. So I love this on how to practically start detaching, you know, slowly but surely. And as we said, it is a practice, right? It's not something that's going to happen the first time you do it. Perhaps you're still going to have that emotion come up again and again and again. But the more that we practice this, the more we put, you know, realize that happiness is already something that we can access today, even when we're working toward our goal, even when we're doing that and actually coming from a place that's feeling more inspired, more energized and not just down and frustrated and from a place of hate and love. And I think that this really answers the question on how can we love ourselves and be okay inside and feel happiness and still work toward that goal. And so that's what we, we're going to be unpacking in, in part three, right? So I, I'm going to recap on just the step-by-step step because I wanted to really get this clear in the goals' minds on how we go forward. Um, but the, the next question that may be on your mind is, okay, but what if the numbers are not where they should be? And that's because I haven't been perhaps on the right track or whatever. How do we actually still enjoy the journey, stay happy, but still have a goal that we're wanting to work toward because I think that that's very relevant, right? It's not about giving up on our goals. It's not about saying, oh, we don't care. We're just going to eat whatever. And, it's about and whatever. remaining consistent. It's right. about how do we actually be more mindful and use that to become more consistent and from a place of love. So if we had to give the goals a really, um, you know, simple and practical way that they could start implementing and just reminding themselves of what we've unpacked here. Yep. How could we do that? Okay, so the, uh, just to recap really quickly, you step on the scale, you look in the mirror, you feel the negative emotion, that's your trigger to go into observer mode. Yes. Right? You're going to observe that emotion. You're going to split it into the sensation and find that actually the sensation's cool. It's fine. Uh, you're going to split it. Uh, the second part of that is the story. And you realize that um, the story is that you're placing your happiness uh, in external things and that that's a total delusion. It's a, it's, some, it's a myth. It's something we picked up since we were children. It's a bad habit of thinking. Mm -hmm. And when we acknowledge that that's what it is, we let it go by letting it be, right? We, we, we say, welcome to the party. You're welcome here. I can see you. Um, I know where you come from. I've got compassion about that. Totally cool. Stick around for as long as you want, but I'm not buying into it. And we find that that actually prevents it, it actually helps it to dissipate and that joy and peace comes through. And so if there's one thing that you want to remember is this question, what we call a self-inquiry. And the self-inquiry question is, 
where is my happiness? Mm. So when you're, when you're on the scale and you feel that upsetness or that disappointment, just say to yourself, ask yourself, where is my happiness? Mm. And when you answer that question, you'll be reminded that your happiness is already in you mm. and you're just simply obscuring it. Mm. And it'll be a reminder to let go of that. Mm. I think that's beautiful. And I think I can feel that. And I can feel myself having that re-realization of my happiness is here. My happiness is already here. And moving forward from, from that place. So I think that that's a fantastic step process. Be the observer. Separate the emotion and the story. Check in with that story. Realize that it's little crazy sometimes um always always and then asking ourselves that ourselves that question where is my happiness where am i placing my happiness um so i think that that's brilliant and and really practical and i think that if we walk away today and actually start using that tool i think we are going to have so much more mental freedom and space and peace um so as I mentioned, the next question may be, all right, well, how do we work on our goals? How do we have a goal and in actually enjoy the journey? Because we hear this, we hear a lot of things. And most of the time, it's still just a concept, right, in our mind, but we feel a lot different. Yeah. Right? And how do, I, how do I still have this high level of motivation uh, and stay consistent and do the right things and not get thrown off track mm. um, and, and, and also not feel like totally blase and like, well, actually, I don't care about anything anymore. Right. And if you are loving these practical insights and tools from Gilan, you can also check him out on Instagram at gilan.gork, where he shares amazing, incredible practical content for anyone that is a high performer who is looking to, in, to continue growing and leveling up, but without all of the pain and suffering that comes alongside Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And you need to follow Angie as well at the underscore lean underscore girl, he if you're not already, <laughs> for all the science of fat loss. Because when you take that science and you combine it with the right inner game, I mean... You got a winning combo. Absolutely. Yes. Nice job. We will see you in part three where we are going to wrap up how to really move forward with your goals and use these tools to find more joy on the journey. So thank you for tuning in for this episode. Please, if you enjoyed it, leave us a review, leave us a comment. We would love to know if this resonated with you and whether you are going to be going forward and using this new practical tool that you have in your fat loss toolbox. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you in the next episode.